When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. At ADP, we understand the importance of building the right team and offer the data insights to help. Just as importantly, our AI technology helps you pay the team accurately. Grow stronger with ADP. HR, talent, time, and payroll. Hello, Discover here to explain our cash back match. Here's how it works. We give you cash back for using your Discover card on the things you were going to buy anyway. Then we match that cash back in your first year. And that's why we call it cash back match. Now to recap and say cash back one more time. We match all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year automatically. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. Hello. Yeah. Test one, yes. two, test yes. one, two. You need- Testing. Okay, that's a little too close, but pretty close. Like, you need to get up on Yeah, it, right? I do. I get on it. I sounded good the last episode. You did. You got close to it. Yeah. yeah. I know what I'm doing here. So, I've slept with a dude. Hello and welcome. We're back. It's the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. I am, as always, your host, Brian Beckner. Stoked you're here. Stoked you could join us. Episode 46. Uh, I'm trying to think if there is someone who's number 46. We'll wait till Ed gets here because I, there's someone very obvious that's number 46 and it's driving me crazy right now. Um, not to digress. Uh, Facebook, everybody doing a great job. Liking our Facebook page, not to beat the drum constantly, but not everyone listens to every single episode. Shocking as that may be. It shocks me because I would. I definitely would. Um, So make sure you're liking the Facebook page, the Baller Lifestyle Podcast on Facebook. Like the page. Share the updates. Every week I post the show when it comes out. It's an easy way to find the show and to share it with your friends, so do that. Um, Also, the... Email addresses, mailbag at theballerlifestyle.com. Anything you would like to discuss with me and or Ed Daly, you can do it there. And fancy sex, F-A-N-C-E-E, sex at theballerlifestyle.com. Email us your sex and relationship questions there. That's it with the housekeeping. Uh, Before I get to the show, I would like to personally um, shout out to former The Baller Lifestyle podcast guest, Gary Doberman. That guy is a huge asshole. He wrote the movie Annabelle, uh, which you guys, our listeners, helped debut to a $40 million opening weekend, and it's now well over $100 million. It might be over $200 million worldwide. I had the good fortune to see that movie last night, and it scared the living fuck out of me. That is a scary, like psych- psychological, old school. You know, I didn't... I didn't know what to expect. I'm not a horror movie guy. I think they're usually pretty cheesy and campy and silly. And that movie scared the living shit out of me. I was pretty scared. So 
No thanks, Gary Doberman. And we'll, we'll have him back on the show because he was a great guest. And we, we can have him on when he doesn't have something to promote. And, and we can just talk reality TV or, or anything else that he's into. So F Gary Doberman. Uh, today on the show, a couple weeks ago, people were talking about the Seahawks, the Seattle. And this is sports. We talk sports on the show or the sports show record. A couple weeks ago, people were talking about the Seahawks like they were like a juggernaut en route to the Super Bowl. And suddenly they, they lost a couple games in a row. Out of nowhere, they trade Percy Harvin. Has there ever been a – was that the first ever trade in the NFL? Have you ever heard of anyone ever being traded, especially during the season in the NFL? The salary cap, it's not easy to do. You need a dumb team like the Jets to take your high-priced guy from you. Uh, yeah, they trade Percy Harvin, who was like someone that you need. Like if you got a guy that's really fast and can catch passes and stretch the field, you don't usually like give that away for a six-round pick. It was very strange. Um, and now we're finding out that Marshawn Lynch is not long for the Seahawks as they tie. I mean, he seems insane, so I, that doesn't shock me. But they're they're supposedly it's an open secret that he won't be re-signed at the end of the season, which you can also understand. He's an insane guy that also plays running back. So. Uh, and, and But now we're finding out that the big problem with the Seahawks is that their quarterback, Russell Wilson, is apparently lacking in pigment. We'll explain later. Uh, uh, some guy on the Browns fired his kid. Yeah, you heard me. His two-year-old, he had to ask him to leave the house because he wasn't his kid's favorite player. So we'll talk about that as well. Uh, there's a guy in Washington State that he's doing the Lord's work, literally. He's praying for strippers, but he's petitioned the state to get all of their home addresses because he can pray harder for them that way. So we're going to talk about that guy, old creepy guy. Um, there's a whole – you guys you guys, churchgoers? I am not personally a churchgoer. I am – not of no faith. I'm not, I don't subscribe to anything but my own higher power. Uh, so I don't know about this stuff. I mean, I was Catholic when I was like a little kid, but I didn't, didn't stick with it. Didn't hang in there. Uh, holy water. Apparently I didn't realize that holy water came in scents. And there's that someone's developed a new scented holy water. And I, I think this is going to be popular. So we're going to talk about that. And you ever, you know, sometimes, Waking up next to a stranger can be the, just about the best thing. You're like, oh, what happened there? Wow. Wasn't expecting to see you. This is interesting what happened last night. But sometimes waking up next to a stranger can be the scariest thing. And we're definitely going to discuss that because somebody woke up next to somebody they weren't expecting. And it wasn't Robert. Spoiler alert. It wasn't Robert Downey Jr. Remember when he used to do that? That guy's a movie star, and he used to get so fucking coked up and drunk that he would show up at the wrong house and just climb in the kid's bed and go to sleep in Malibu. Now the guy's fucking Iron Man. Redemption story. Good for you, Robert Downey Jr. Um, and then, of course, later in the show, Fancy Pop, there's some celebrity couples updates, which are always, always fun. Celebrity crack pipe news. That's probably my favorite. Any kind of celebrity crack pipe story, you can just... You hear that? Just count on it, book it, go make a bet that that's going to be my favorite story. And it is. Celebrity crack pipe news this week. Um, and Tay-Tay and Katy Perry are beefing, which is always good, plus much, much, much more in Fancy Pop. Can't wait, get, wait to get to that. Uh, 
before any of that, I've laid out the show. Here's what's up. Number show number 46. Can't do it alone. Need my guy here with me. Of course, I'm talking about Hoboken's finest sandwich, Mr. Ed Daly. Ed, how are you today, sir? Good. Number 46, Lee Smith. The old closer. No, I feel like I feel like there's a better 46. Uh, Andy Pettit, but he's I was going to say, he's okay, a, he's yeah, a real I'm, douche. He's a super douche, and he makes it. But he he was money in the playoffs. He was, but he also would be uh, trying to sell Bibles on uh, like during Yankee game commercials. It also, yeah, he's a Southern like good old boy. Aw shucks! And then after he retires, it comes out that he's got a full on mistress that he's had like his whole career in New York. He wouldn't bring his. He would the season would start, and he wouldn't bring his family to New York to live. He'd leave them in South Carolina or Texas or wherever they live, so he could bounce to Manhattan and live his charmed other life with his mistress. Yeah, and all these things are fine. This is his own prerogative. And he also got caught in one of those uh, steroid Steroid. lists. I I, I don't care about that. No, but here's the thing. I'm fine with all these things. Guys make whatever decisions in their personal lives, and a guy trying to get an edge, fine. But you don't write a book. I think he wrote a book called The Power of Clean Living or something. Oh, what a dick. Like, that's why you should hammer him for steroids. Because, like, if you're going to get preachy on, like, how people are supposed to live... Then you can't cheat in any way, shape, or form, whether it's on I, your wife or by the baseball rules. I got to agree with you there. Also, like selling Bibles, I feel like I've turned down five thousand free Bibles in my life. Well, I don't. Like, I don't. It might not have been selling. Like it might have been like you know, you. Everyone watching this needs the Lord's help. So call this one eight hundred number and we'll mail you a Bible. Oh, kind of thing. Really? I don't. I don't. I, I don't know if he was actually selling it, but like. There used to be like a you know one of those talking head commercials, and he was the talking head, and he's like. Have you ever embraced Christ? Whatever. You know, really? One of, one oh, of I love thrill. that. He's, you know, a, real, kinda, he's a real I, douche. I kind of miss that with the advent of the Yes Network and all that. I miss like flipping on WPIX to catch a Mets game and getting like all the like the no- local news talent and the local commercials and stuff. I don't. Uh, that's I've, I've lost that part of my life. That, that was a fun part of childhood. <laughs> Uh, um, but uh, maybe this yes. week I uh, I kicked a nerd's hornet's nest and. Nerd, we're going crazy. That Back to the Future column I wrote, Back to the Future 2 column. Yes. They're, they're, Did we talk about this last week? You had your we, life threatened. We well, No, no. We talked about that the, the column came out the day we were we were recording. Oh, yeah. Then and, we need to talk about this. Yeah. And so it, it came out, and the guy who runs this uh, Back to the Future Facebook page posted it, and it got something like 700,000 hits. It's, it's, and let me toot your horn here because I think I talked about this last week, but it, you're right. It hadn't come out and we hadn't reviewed it. It is, you are like King Nerd, Ed. Your recall of all the shit that happened in the 80s is never ceases to amaze me. And this, this Back to the Future column that you wrote, it's on the website now, theballerlifestyle.com. It's also on our Facebook page, the Baller Lifestyle Podcast on Facebook. It is so fucking funny and hilarious. And, but it wasn't quite as funny as all the people that wanted to take you to task for your, yeah. what I consider to be very minor Yeah, so errors. it first starts out, it, it, like, some of the comments were like, here's here's one. As Doc points out in Back to the Future 3, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Fusion controls the time circuits. But, but to get up to 88, they needed the train because Marty got an arrow which put a hole in the fuel line. Still internal combustion on the DeLorean exclamation point. 
So right there, I'm already lost. Like, what? Yes. What? Yes. I thought okay, there I was thought... a scene. I maybe I'm crazy, but I thought there was a scene where they started pouring garbage and like yes. MGD, and then all of a sudden that made it go. So I, I was wrong. Then, uh, oh, well, hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. According to the comments, it was not MGD, Ed. It was Miller High Life. <laughs> the champagne of beers. <laughs> yeah. You, you it looked like an MGD can. Detail. And then, okay, you know, and it's fine. I, I will own up to maybe I screwed up on the, the beer comment. But uh, then somebody wrote, and this one I actually enjoyed this. I'm still it's waiting. Great. I'm still waiting for this person who wrote this to go back two day, to two days ago, so they can get the facts about the movie right before I continue to read this. So they're <laughs> so they're a little annoyed, but fine. <laughs> and then this was so this was my great. favorite. So I made a comment about how like they they point out um, that like Marty takes a cab across town because when I wrote this, I I watched the movie and like just paused it when I saw like a detail. And, you know that seemed funny. Like and it you, cost- you should get a medal just for watching Back to the Future too. Yeah, I love the first one. I still think the first one's just phenomenal. The second yeah. one is not good. No, um, but he takes a cab ride, like following when he goes to the future place, and he wants to go, you know, see where his home is. And it says it's one hundred seventy-four dollars and fifty cents. So I made a comment like, you know, your cab fares are about to go crazy in the next year. And somebody writes. The cab, the te- 174.50 taxi ride was Biff following Doc and Marty from Hill Valley to Hillsdale. Like, I, Hill, Hill Valley to Hillsdale, okay. You, sir, are another who shouldn't be allowed to speak. Please do the world a favor. Take this page down, then commit suicide. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was Wow. The Whoa. <laughs> that was very harsh. I mean, I, I still, and I was... I watched the movie and paused it. I didn't pick up on that there was Hillsdale and Hill Valley. I thought it was no. all the same thing. Like the you you just have to know if you think you know something or you, you think know. you're or you think you're watching something, you still have no clue what's going on. Well, let me let me try to do my best to defend you here. And at, as a man, I, see I'm cool and I don't I don't I haven't seen this shit since it was original. So, I mean, I might have seen – I've shown my kids the original Back to the Future, but Back to the Future 2, I'm certain I've seen once, if that, and it was whenever it came out in 1990 or whatever. So I haven't seen it again. But the quarrel with Mr. Fusion, okay, for those of you who don't remember, at the end of Back to the Future, Doc Brown shows up from where he's gone into the future with a souped-up DeLorean that flies, that does all sorts of shit – and it's powered by something called Mr. Fusion that you put fucking trash in to make it go. And it, you're to understand that this Mr. Fusion powers the goddamn car. And that's what everybody takes away from that scene. Only later do they sort of, as a plot device, need the car to run on gas again. So te- so the Mr. Fusion, it, o- it only does the nuclear part. It only powers the flux capacitor. But... What they want, what they try to make you think in the original one is that Mr. Fusion powers the fucking car and no one should be taken to task for thinking that Mr. Fusion is the fuel of the goddamn car, right? <laughs> I, I thought it was pretty clear, but I, I mean, I just pulled a couple comments on the, this guy's Facebook page where he posted it and you could see how many li- likes and comments. There were, there were hundreds, literally hundreds of comments about that fact that I got wrong. 
Yeah, what's the the page is just called Back to the Future on Facebook, is it not? Yeah, I, th- I think that's what it is. It's it's got it's got millions of like two million likes of that page. So yeah, it's it's I guess the official page. Yeah, search that page on Facebook. It's called Back to the Future and scroll down. I don't think it's probably far from the top at this point. Scroll down to Ed's story and read the comments because they're fucking hilarious. A lot of nerds out there that take things very seriously. Right. So if you think you know something, just know there's somebody who, who, like, knows a billion more facts than you. And they're really into how much they know about stuff. Yeah. It was crazy. I mean, everyone has listened to somebody tell a story and you know that they get a fact wrong, but like you just go with it to to let the flow of conversation go. And you yeah. you might like if somebody has a sports recollection, they might just be a little bit go. off. You just go with it. These people are are just getting. I mean, the guy wanted me to kill myself over minutia. Yeah, I mean the minute <laughs> details. Like I'm all for wishing death on people, but you have a reason. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I really want to get. I really want to discuss. We might need to do this next week. I really want to have a discussion about Ed and I, and probably a lot of you are. There's a new podcast from the producers of This American Life. It's called Serial. Uh, if you're, if you're awesome. not listening to it, you need to listen to it. It's like a true it's crime. S S E R I A L. Right. Not the one you eat. Yeah, not like Ed's book. Um, it's yeah, it's called Serial. It's a true crime podcast where it's each episode. It's a, it's a season of episodes all on, on one topic, which is about this crime. This well, it's a solved crime, but they're relooking at this this murder that happened in 1999. And it's I'm, I've become obsessed with it. I know Ed's really into it too. Uh, but it's it's going to take too much time. So let's yeah. let's let's make a note to review Serial next weekend. Definitely. Definitely but love that podcast. Mostly because I know the last couple of weeks people have gotten really into this. This has a big become <laughs> a big topic on the show, and we never thought it would be. Of course, I'm talking about Ed's buddy Craigslist threesome guy. <laughs> Let's review uh, a couple of weeks. Oh, by ago, the way, by the way, yeah. I have different friends arguing with me because they've listened to the podcast yes. who are telling me like, "No, you're totally wrong." The, the hand job in the car, or no, the jerking off in the car happened a second time. He met up with these people a different time, and he just jerked off in their car. And, like, there, there's there's a lot of details that, like, it, it's very hazy what goes on in this guy's life. So, pretty much, there there's a blurred line between reality and just, you know, he's he's kind of the Paul Bunyan of, of uh, degenerate behavior. Right. There There is a lot of myth that follows this guy around. Yeah. Well, last we checked with him, he was responding to a Craigslist, an ad for a Craigslist threesome. He arrived for the threesome and it turned out it was just a twosome while he banged the guy's wife and the guy jerked off in the corner and cried, I assume. Then at some point, either that night or a different time with the same couple, Ed? I, that was what I thought. I, yeah. I, yeah. With the or same maybe, couple, maybe, with, maybe a different couple paid him yeah, to do this. I don't he know. Was, he was observed to masturbate in the back of a car for some reason because he was asked to. Maybe, maybe he just wanted to. Then last week, that, that, that that's past history. We were just catching up on that story because we were asked by my close friend on Twitter at WalkoffHBP. We move on to recent history where it turns out that Craigslist threesome guy may or may not be about to or already has proposed marriage to a Shanghai prostitute. Can you confirm that, Ed? Well, I, I still don't have a, a confirmation there, but I know that there's been at least 20 pictures posted this week of her, you know, wearing his Phillies hat and, like, 
he's definitely taking her sightseeing to different countries. Like he's he's traveling with this girl now. You know, you could. Has someone told him that you can a root for, for a different team that's not the Phillies or the the Eagles? And two, with, you don't have to pay for the airfare. You could just get a new hooker in the new place. That's right. That's that's the beauty of the world's oldest profession. Yeah. It's a buddy everywhere. of mine does it every time he goes to Vegas. Like you don't you don't have to sure. bring one with you. You're, you're, they just you're Vegas. Yeah, you just have them. They just get one there. Uh, okay, is there? I feel like there might be another story from the archives There's, that we can the, we could talk about. The, the, this this could be a weekly segment. There's always Love a story. It. So I was just you know thinking about uh, one of my favorite moments, and uh, uh, I there, we were having a house party. And one of the one of our friends had his younger sister visiting oh, him for the bad. weekend. This is he in brought college. Her to the party. Oh, this is crazy. College, that's college. craziness. Yeah, this, this is yeah. So I, I'm for the for the benefit of the story and and make sure that everything was legal. Let's let's just say she was a senior in high school and was 18 wow. years old. Yeah. Already. Let's let's just let's just Good say this. Um, but obviously, I remember early in the party. I, I just remember m- making a note of it that this girl, she was pre-fontaining. She was, you know, out of the gates real fast, <laughs> drinking like crazy. And uh, and so my buddy, you know, and, and so the party just progressed and we just knew that that the one friend's sister was, was in bad shape. And so my buddy, I guess, after a night of failed meaningful connections with, with college-age girls... Uh, he set his sights on the wobbly yes. youngster, and the, so wait, you're, well, hold on. I don't. You're really, telling me that the guy that went on to master, when prompted, masturbated for an audience in the back of a car, <laughs> might have not had the highest moral standards when it came to hooking up with chicks in college. Per, perhaps. Uh, okay. Okay. Not. Just, just perhaps clarifying. Not. Go on. <laughs> so the next morning. I, I just remembered the downstairs bathroom looked like a Smurf booted all over. It was over. blue. And, yes. And apparently my buddy uh, got, a, got a blowjob from, from the sister <laughs> down in that bathroom. And mid-blowjob, she turned and projectile vomited blue Curacao everywhere. <laughs> and then I think afterwards that he still had sex with her on the bathroom floor. <laughs> uh, this guy lives quite the life. Craigslist threesome guy. Well, I'm I'm excited. I need to know. I need more stories from this guy. Hopefully, there is a a an Asian South Asian wedding coming up. Oh, that that's my goal. That's the only wedding I will I will be looking forward to in my in my life. I've never looked forward to a wedding, but that one I definitely yeah. Will. And okay, one more thing. Switching up here. Um, big topic on the show has been cologne. Cologne. We did a story about a backup Dallas Cowboys running back who stole two things, polo undies and cologne from a Dillard's department store. And Ed and I came out like true the true heteros that we are, middle-aged guys. We came out in the decidedly anti-cologne camp, obviously. And we got a lot of blowback on Twitter from people that were in the pro-cologne camp, which I didn't even know was a camp. I didn't know that and was And somebody thing. reached out to me on Twitter and they're like, hey, Brian, just letting you know I'm with you and Ed. I'm definitely I'm anti-cologne all the way. And I responded, hey, I didn't know there were guys that were still in the pro, pro-cologne camp to which this guy, Air, at Airstrike Rhino on Twitter, responded, 
I think the tweets you got after last week just mean you have a lot of nightclub owners in your audience, <laughs> which I thought was perfect. A lot of nightclub owners listening, dowsing themselves with cologne and, and, as we speak. And, and look, just like a lot of things in life, everybody's got their little weird sure. quirks. If if you're going to be a cologne guy, the only the only thing worse than being a cologne guy is being somebody who's a vocal defender Absolutely. of cologne. Like keep keep that shit quiet. If like you just don't have the right smells and you you just feel like soap doesn't stick with you and you need cologne, fine. But you keep that shit to yourself. You do not get vocal in that. That's true. I'm a, like I'm a I'm staunchly in the baby powder camp. I use a lot of Gold Bond on the regular. I reapply throughout the day. I I keep myself powdered up in my nether regions. But if somebody comes out and is like, "Hey, is that what's you guys smell talc?" Is there like, has somebody been changing a baby's diaper in here? Somebody, somebody I, I don't up? just jump up and go, oh, yeah, it's, it's my fucking balls. It's me. I just put some on my balls start, keep them dry. Start, start pounding your chest. That's yeah, me, I just, I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't know about that. But yeah, I use towel. Uh, okay, yeah. Ed, let's go. We've all, That's all the housekeeping we have to do. Yeah. Let's get, we're the sports show record. Let's talk some sports. What is going on in the world of sports? All right, as you brought up after the Seahawks' sudden trade of Percy Harvin to the Jets last week, lots of people started asking questions. Harvin's altercations with teammates came up. Another thing came up was, you know, Marsha, uh, Marshawn Lynch isn't happy. And the other thing that came up was Russell Wilson. Some Seahawks question the close relationship Wilson has with the front office. Others question his blackness. Uh, here's a quote. There is also an element of race that needs to be discussed. Uh, Bleacher Reports' Mike Freeman wrote, my feeling on this, and it's backed up by several interviews with Seahawks players, is that some of the black players think Wilson isn't black enough. Uh, the story has since been confirmed by multiple sources. Brian, what do you think being black enough means, and what are your thoughts on this? A, how does one measure blackness? Like, I think it's, is it length times girth? <laughs> That's, well, that, that would help. But wait, the, then you have the Nick Foles factor to weigh in. Uh, he's the quarterback, so by definition, he's not, quote, one of the guys. He's the face of the team, and that makes him different, no matter what color or what race you are. But I'm not sure, like, where his pigment, pigment falls on the scale. Like, what would the scale be? Like, Peyton Manning would be the whitest you could be, and the blackest sure. end of the spectrum would mean you'd have to be, like, from Africa. So, like, Christian Okoye is, has you, the... Or Wesley yeah, has Snipes. the blackest bona fides. No, you got to be... <laughs> yeah, oh, you... It's not, it's not just skin tone. It's where, like, you got to be from Africa to be the yeah. blackest. Right. The acting equivalent would be Wesley Snipes or Yafet Koto on one end, and then Sandra from the... There you go, yeah. So, uh, yeah. And it's weird to me because he seemed like he was just the right amount of black for his teammates when he led them to the Super Bowl last year. But, yeah. Oh, so now I'm wondering, like, does being black mean being street? I mean, it's so confusing. The Seahawks won this but, week, Ed, and, and I'm guessing that if they start a nice little winning streak, Russell Wilson's about to be the perfect amount right. of black again. I think this just comes down to Russell Wilson being a douche. Because – and, and I think that just people have trouble um, – putting into words, so the black guys might right. just kind of say he's not black enough. But, I mean, look at Tom Brady and those Stetson ads. There's there's not, there's not no way any black guy on the team can connect with a guy who, like, feathers Uggs. his hair. He also rocks um, Uggs. 
Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, Joe Montana has been trying to make Skechers happen for years, and he's considered one of the best That's of true. all time. Like, no black guy cares about Skechers. He also, sneakers. when he was playing, um, he, like, did those buy men in ads with his wife. Yeah. And made him look like a and bitch. I just watched, uh, a couple days ago, I watched one of those uh, NFL Network football life on Warren Moon, and he wasn't, like, a real, like... You know, he wasn't a soul brother, like, stereotypical, you know, black guy. I, I just think this comes up because Russell Wilson, remember, we did a story in the off season how he announced his divorce from the team's website. Yeah. Like, he seems like an incredible yeah, turd. He, that, well, that may and, very well be. Uh, and so I think the blackness is just kind of, they just can't pinpoint why they just don't like him. But, like... He's accomplished a shitload in a short period of time, and I, I think it can't just be that they've lost. They're they're what they're four and three. I mean that that wouldn't be cause for a mutiny when they they made it to the divisional round his for his rookie year and then won the Super Bowl his second year. It, it, I think it something has to do with the fact that they just and, don't like and him. it also could there also could be something to the fact that he's this undersized guy like. In a vacuum, Russell Wilson kind of sucks. Like he can't – he doesn't have a strong arm. He's he's pretty escapable. Like he's hard to tackle in the backfield. He does make plays with his feet. But he's on a team with a killer defense. And if he were on a different team, he probably wouldn't be getting all the praise. And all the other guys look around and they're probably like, hey, like we're – like a lot of us are the best in the league at our position. That guy's nowhere near the best in the league at his position, and yet he's getting all the credit. And then then he's also friendly with the coaches and management. And that all leads to the, you know, just just exactly what you just said, that they – that they're saying, well, they yeah, they don't, don't like, like him, and, and they don't know how to express that. Uh, okay, what else is going on? Uh, also in football, the two-year-old son of Cleveland Browns wide receiver Andrew Hawkins told his dad he's not even his favorite player. <laughs> Little Hawkins says he prefers his dad's former teammates, Cincinnati Bengals pass catchers A.J. Green and Mohamed Sanu. So the father decided it was time to kick his son out of the house, and he posted it on Instagram or some social media. Uh, unfortunately, his son was later spotted at, at last week's Browns game wearing his dad's jersey. But this brings up a bigger question: Why are kids allowed to be such shitheads? It's true. Well, all all kids. Here's the thing: Kids start out as shitheads. You have to mitigate their shitheadedness as you raise them. But you, yeah, you've you've spoken many times about being around uh, youth sports yes. and kids like talk yes. back to their parents and people just think it's adorable or like oh, he's having a, he's having a bad day today and like kids are just fucking monsters they go unchecked or they're just viewed as like oh he he's pretty cute that sass and it's like I'm not Father Von Trapp but like I I don't stand for that I, bullshit like kids are. If if I if I were a professional football player and my kid was saying that he he likes other people better, I then go move in with Muhammad Sanu. Two people Fuck to it. blame here. Number one, oh. Soleil Moonfry. Obviously, <laughs> Punky Brewster. Number two, Be- because of her huge no, dits. because she was she was a, a kid that she I can't think of the word I'm looking for. She was precocious. She was a precocious little sass. sass on TV. Also, another one, the other person to blame, that Soleil Moon Fry, she's 1A. 
One B. Okay. Danny Cooksey. Danny Cooksey is, is the He showed up on different strokes. He was the the new moms, the the new wives she, who was a yoga instructor, but Dixie not yoga, um, aerobics. Yeah, yeah, Maggie. Yeah. Yeah, aerobics. Yeah, those yeah. were the 80s. Aerobics instructors. Aerobics. Son, he played guitar, he sang, he had freckles, he had a bowl cut, he sucked. Uh, it's his fault. But I, Ed, no offense to Andrew Hawkins here, but I'd be shocked if he were his kids or anyone else's kid's favorite player. He plays for the Browns. <laughs> like, no, no, one has, no one's favorite player is on the Browns. And Ed, I get AJ Green. He that guy's an absolute freak. Like he's probably one of my favorite players. But Mohammed Sanu, right. like, should I know who that guy yeah. is? Is that a guy, Ed? Well, he's uh, yeah. I I'm pretty sure. I mean, Hawkins is kind of the same way. I think Sanu and Hawkins are probably comparable. They're like third receiver guys. Sanu went to uh, Rutgers. Oh. I, I know that. But uh, like he's he's like a pretty good guy. But I I would guess maybe I'm wrong, but. I would guess he's like a forty catch a right. year guy. He's not, not like AJ Green. Like it's it's not. He's not in the same league as, as AJ. And this kid is two years old. Like my kid's nine. Right. He could probably name five teams. This kid. How many players can this kid possibly know? Yeah, he's, that's true. he's like a real expert on who's like he's kind of got a little Danny Cooksey in him. I don't blame AJ Green. And all that said, right. I respect what Andrew Hawkins did here. This kid needs to show his old man some respect. Even if his dad, Andrew Hawkins, isn't his favorite pl- player, he should pretend like he is, especially now that he's playing receiver for the Browns after pitching all those years in the 80s for the Padres and Yankees. <laughs> the guy's got to be in his 50s by now. He's reinvented himself as a wide receiver. It's amazing. Andy Hawkins, yes. yeah. Yeah, just right. He was the he was be- behind uh, Lamar Hoyt in the That's rotation. Exactly right. <laughs> uh, okay, let's... We got all that important sports stuff out of the way. Are you ready to hear about the creepy old guy that wants to pray for strippers, Ed? No, I okay, love it. Let's talk. Hold on. My computer needs to catch up. Got a lot of things open here. Okay. From the headline, David Van Vliet wants strippers' addresses so he can pray for them. Um, David Van Vliet sounds like he'd be like the creepy porno producer in a movie or like that is not that is not a preacher's name strippers in washington have no problem exposing their bodies but they've gotten touchy about covering up their names and addresses it's in response to pierce county's david van vliet who everyone should know where has a beard serial killer glasses and wears a straw cowboy hat who filed court papers to get the personal information that's on their state entertainer's license. Van Vliet says he's going to pray for the salvation of the exotic dancers, but that his supplications won't work without knowing the full names and home addresses of the showgirls. He filed a public disclosures request last month with the Pierce County Auditor's Office to get the information, much of which is on the entertainer's licenses that all strippers and strip club managers in Washington State are required to have. The annual fee is 75 bucks and includes the applicant's real name, date of birth, address, and a full cover, color photo and other identifying information. Turns out, Ed, that if you request this Business license information in Washington State, they just give it to you. 
And so these these strippers have had to go to court to block this guy from being able to get all their license information, which likely shows the meth lab that they live at with their biker boyfriend. So, Ed, I ask you, who in this story is a bigger jerk? The state of Washington for giving anyone who asks the business license info of adult entertainers or God for requiring full name and addresses for prayer requests. Uh, first of all, the villain in any story is the guy wearing a straw hat. Of course. That's without question. There is nobody worse than somebody who lets you know they're praying for you or they're praying for them. Like prayer, I, we, we both established like that's, that's not our thing, prayer, but, but people who are into it and they're doing it like silently because they believe they've got something going with God fine. You know, you're, you're doing something, you're trying to send positive yes, thoughts. Yes, go whatever. to church, but the light people, a candle, right. do it in the privacy fine. of your own brain. It most certainly is not part of my world, but I get it. If people are just into that, fine. You do that, you do it quietly, and you have your, your heart's in the right place. But the people who say, oh, I'm praying for them, or yeah. let let your family know I'm praying for them, they are the fucking yeah, because worst. because they, they want the attention for themselves. That's right. You know what they're praying for? They're praying for That's attention. Right. They're praying for them to get noticed. And a dude with a straw hat really doesn't need to be noticed. He needs to that hat should be absolutely. Set on fire. If he wants to do some good for these girls, he should go buy a lap dance. Give him twenty bucks. <laughs> I remember uh, a, a time I, I encountered a famous person who talked about praying for when I was in high school. Um, there was a fellowship of Christian oh, athletes. That. There was some and. There was a, a guy I went to high school with that, I, I don't know, his family was very Christian, and he's like, hey, Dan Reeves, the coach of the Giants right. at the time, he's he's going to be doing something at my cousin's house uh, or, or something like that. And so we went, and we just went, like, he was giving out, like, real NFL footballs that are oh, autographed. Cool. And so so I, I still, like, the football I use is, a, is a, like, an NFL football that has Dan Reeves autograph on it that's all scuffed up from just playing with it. Like, what, what do I give a shit about Dan I Reeves? Feel like, I feel like but, you wouldn't get much out of that from Dan Reeves because he has such yeah. a thick southern accent that you can't understand what he's saying. Yeah, and he was housed. <laughs> he was fucking housed. And he's talking, he's telling stories, and I just remember one of the stories, he's talking about, like, you know, his, his travels and how Christianity has helped him. And he talked about, he kept making a point of how he prays for Lawrence Taylor. And he's like, Lawrence has been through some battles, but I prayed for him. And you can see how he's made a real difference. So all this praying for him has made a difference. It's like, eh, except for raping him. Well, yeah. He thought she was of age, Ed. Yeah, okay. He, uh, he, did, he thought he'd transacted a legal age hooker. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, that was a situation where a dude had to just let you know how yeah. he's praying for people, and he's he's you know what Dan Reeves, your 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 football has been has been scuffed up because nobody. Two, gives a shit two about things him. I love about that story: I had completely forgotten that Dan Reeves ever coached the Giants. Yeah, it was between his successful stints <laughs> yes, in in Denver yeah, and he Atlanta. He had yeah. But he was just a bum in, in, in New York for a yeah, few years. Yeah, I forgot. And secondly, I like that he was drunk. I like that he went to, he, that he was going to preach the word and he had a few cutty sarks <laughs> to loosen himself up. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, I remember it was it was pretty funny. My buddy and I were like, "Whoa!" I mean, it's like seven o'clock, and Dan Reeves is three sheets to the wind. So good. Okay, here's another story. Talk, speaking, we seem to be on a religious. This is this is the religion show yeah. of record. If you, this, if you didn't know that already, <laughs> this is this is God's we're, here's show of record. We're the sports show of record. We're the we're the celebrity gossip Cur- pop culture show of record. Obviously. We're the Craigslist threesome guy. Craigslist, we're your home for Craigslist threesome guy news and stories. <laughs> and, of course, we're the, we're the religious show record. And on that – to that point, uh, I'll read you the headline. Olfactory artist – oh, shit, Ed. Mm. Got to put another one on the list. <laughs> Let's review. Let's, that, I'm gonna, okay. I'm, what, no, Vine yeah, star? Number one, Vine star. Two, YouTube sensation. Three, Tumblr stud, which, if I recall last week, I'll quote Fancy Sauce, you'll never be a Tumblr stud. You'll, yeah, because I think that means you have to jerk off Oh, really? Oh, then I, I might not be. We might have to. That was the story. That's I thought it the was story. Just, the Tumblr stud handsome. thing was a... T- oh, but wasn't he, like, jerking off and But I don't think that's it? what made wasn't him the stud. T- okay. Oh, Number three, okay. Tumblr stud. Number four, Svengali, which I, I might already be. I think I might have achieved that one. Prob- probably. And we have a new one, number five, Olfactory Artist. <laughs> From the story, oh, headline, Olfactory Artist has crafted a holy water sculpture that smells like vagina. Of course, oh, of course he's French. Pierre, Peter de Couper, our favorite Olfactory Artist, has created a new work exploring the space between divine and embodied representations of women. His piece, entitled The Deflowering, contains a rather unusual medium, the organically and mysteriously obtained scent of vagina. De Couper has crafted a statue of the Madonna made from what he refers to as frozen holy water. In an olfactory performance, the statue is placed atop – this is genius, by the way. The statue is placed atop a spot carefully fashioned to smell like a woman – i.e. vagina. When the holy water begins to melt, the immediate vicinity of air is imbued with the scent of passion. The work will only be on view for two hours, people are lining up, while the Madonna figure melts. Viewers are then permitted to rub their fingers in the puddle of holy water, but doing so results in a vaginal odor lingering on your person for an extended period of time. This is too good. Ed, does this completely ruin the age-old game of Want to smell my fingers? <laughs> yeah, everyone leaving church. Um, the the <laughs> the important thing is, I have a real hard time believing any man who's considered an olfactory artist has the slightest clue what vagina smells like. Also, and I don't, I don't want to taint the jury pool here, Ed, but he yeah. appears to have a goatee. <laughs> Look, Vegas. Uh, took him being French and him having a goatee off the board like a That's week true. ago. That's true. There's, there's no. I just don't. I don't even. I don't even know how to comprehend. Like who? I what? What he? What is he doing? Who's paying him to work? That's. That's a big question. It's genius. I mean, he might be a genius. Also, you know, he had to like divine the scent somehow. So he probably advertised around colleges. 
because he's a creepy Frenchman and he paid girls like 50 he's a, bucks. He's a Frenchman. He's to, a Frenchman. Yeah, to come to his – right. Clarify. He's a Frenchman. Yeah. yeah. He paid girl college girls like 50 bucks to come to his, air quotes, <laughs> studio <laughs> so he could absorb the scent of their nubile vaginas. Uh, good for him. Yeah. He's, uh, he's, he's a – he's – He's the French. His name might as well be Froggy McFrenchman. Yeah, and more from the just to, just to put a cap on this. In case you were curious, De Cuper isn't dealing with any imitation odors here. I ordered the fragrance from a lab, and they've made it. He specified. <laughs> I want to be sure that it is a mix of different women, and they are from different origins. The scent is not synthetic. It is the real vaginal scent distilled in special ways. <laughs> Unbelievable. Good for him. <laughs> what is unbelievable is you've pretty much captured the essence of France right there. I did. Yeah. P- people are like, "Whoa, why did this? Yeah. Po- did the lines of this podcast get confused? Did I accidentally download a podcast in French?" Yeah, you nailed it, buddy. Yeah, and that's, that's the, what I do. The, I don't know what the equivalent of the Academy Awards are for for impersonations on uh, on a podcast, yeah, but, but I would win. You're you're uh, you're like Daniel Day Lewis in uh, after he did My Left Foot. I become the guy. Yeah, you're the guy. Yeah, thank you. Okay, here's another one, Ed. Last story before we get to Fancy Pop. Man wakes up to find stranger sleeping next to him. A man was. I feel like people have woken up to find Craigslist Craigslist threesome guy in their bed before. He's he is deaf. I I don't know a specific story. But I know he definitely has woken up next to people that didn't realize it. Yeah. A man was arrested after he wandered into the wrong home drunk and got in bed with a stranger, say police. The Connecticut apartment owner woke up startled and called 911. Officers say 26-year-old Tyler Sullivan, Sully of Haddam, told officers he thought he was at his mother's apartment. I thought this was my mother's place, which is in the same <laughs> complex in the early hours of Saturday. So, so this is the best part. <laughs> Sullivan was asked to leave, but refused until officers arrived. He was, I love that people like that real dumb people, drunk people can easily avoid getting arrested. Right. But can then you they please, insist- can you please leave? No, no, no. Oh, I'm going to stay here. Officer. Yeah. I ain't doing nothing wrong. <laughs> Ed, since we weren't able to reach this Connecticut apartment owner for comment, as someone who has also woken up next to strange men, can you tell us what this man's experience was like? I can tell you what the woman's experience is like. Oh, oh that's right. No, they're both men. Oh, right. Yeah. I can tell you what the... the uh, Connecticut the apartment was, owner. I can tell you what the victim was like because... Right. When I went to, uh, I, 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 it was a rough night. I was in a training program where we would, people from all over the world would go to Denmark and we spent the first couple days in Copenhagen, which is a good town. And then they send you on like this corporate retreat and you were in the middle of fucking nowhere in Denmark and it's the middle of winter and it's the, the, uh, the latitude, it is so far North that like in the middle of winter, the sun rises at 10.30 in the morning and sets at, like, one thirty in the afternoon kind right. of thing. Right. So what what you do is you drink, like, a billion Carlsberg beers a day. And this was right out of college, so I was still in, like, college, just booze hound mode. And 
I, I, I had a rough night, went to bed, so I'm a pretty deep sleeper on top of it, but I, I went to bed by myself, and I woke up, like, 6.30 in the morning, and there's a dude snoring that woke me up. <laughs> and he's, he's, I, I, I feel, I was under the covers, he was above the covers, but he was either in, like, tidy whities or he was naked on top of the covers. Wow. And Whoa. he was, that's how they, was he, was he a local? He was a Danish dude. Yeah. And, but he was in the training program with me, and there were, maybe there are uh, 50, 70 people in the training program at this this seminar, and I, I, started, I started yelling at him, and I, like, shoved him out of the room. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? What are you here for? And he goes, please, please, nobody needs to know about this. And I go, oh. That's that's where we disagree. Everyone's gonna, Every, well, everyone, and I just went to breakfast and I said, "You never know know what what showed up in my apartment this morning." Hans, um, Klaus. His name was Klaus. 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 Yeah. Well, he didn't try to bang you, did he? Like he didn't. He didn't, he didn't try to bang. He didn't me. have a finger in your ass, did he? No, I, I I definitely like felt my ass to make sure like yeah. I didn't get really drunk or something terrible happened, but. No, I don't think there was a. I, I hope there was nothing sexual with me while I was passed out or asleep. But he he came in and just stripped down and laid and like he was next to me. It was like a, a uh, what's the a planes, trains, and automobiles right. situation. Like I woke up and Those there was like a dude. There, there was a dude's hand like resting on my shoulder when I woke up. It that was, is it was very disturbing. Yeah, I feel like you should. You might have PTSD from that. I don't know if I'd be able to recover, to be honest. Yeah, so I've slept with a dude. Yeah, that's yeah. Well, I, I wonder if the show will start with that line. <laughs> yeah, I'd say uh, Vegas also took that off the board. I wonder if when the editors get hold of this, <laughs> that it it will become the opening line, the cold open of the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. I, episode. I knew as that came out of my mouth. I knew. Yes. yes. <laughs> All right. Good stuff. As always, Ed. Great job. We talked yeah. sports, we talked religion, we, we talked me becoming a Vine star, YouTube sensation, all of that. Uh, it's time to get to the closing segment of the show. We do it every week. We got to get to, we got to be the pop culture show of record, which we also are. And we do that in a special segment we call Fancy Pop with our own baller lifestyle pop culture correspondent, Fancy Sauce. Joining us now is Fancy Sauce. How you doing, Fancy? Hey, guys. I'm good. Hey, How are you? Hey, Fancy. Have you guys been having a good time so far? Oh, uh, we're having so much fun. Having I've, a laugh? I've added, you know my, you know the things I want to be, right? I do. What are they? We got. You want to be a Svengali? Oh, a, you're not doing them in order. Do them that's in order. number four. That's YouTube number four. sensation. Yeah. Uh, no. That's number two. That's, that's two. Oh, my God. Okay. Uh, uh, Vine star. Vine star number yeah, one. Vine that's star. one. Yep, yep. YouTube sensation. Right. Yep. Um, Svengali. Mm, Svengali's tum- Yeah. Tumblr. Oh, Tumblr stud. Ed You're knows. never going to be a Tumblr stud. I took uh, I took that off the list. Tumblr stud. Well, I think that's right. You, I think like part of being a Tumblr stud, I need to kind of look into this a bit more, is that you do need to expose yourself. That's what I said. He that. needs to mas- masturbate, right? I'm not I doing that. I'm I think it's that. a jerk-off thing. I, I thought it was just, you could just be niche, handsome. Niche I thought thing. just being handsome could make it. Well, if it was stuff. just being handsome, you could definitely do that. Okay, number four. I just paid you a compliment. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm handsome enough to be a Tumblr stud? I'd say so. Thank you. Yeah. Number four? <laughs> Ed likes that. Um, Svengali. Svengali. And we've added a new one. Number five. Oh, yeah? Olfactory artist. Olfactory artist. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't want to know what that is. I make, I make, the master of smells. Yeah, master of scents, odors. 
You are kind of into odors. Yeah. I don't make odors though. No, you don't. No. And good. you're not an odorous person. That's right. That's right. We might have to start the show with that. Okay, Kate, tell us what is happening. Ed and I are here. We're ready. We're hetero. We don't know any of this stuff. We don't know what's happening in the world of celebrity news. There's so much news. Pop culture. I was just in a um, deep hole of celebrity news. Last last week, we had Renee Zellweger's face and Ed Daly's favorite actor, Shia LaBeouf, to keep us company. I just want to say something quickly about Renee Zellweger's face, because so much was made of yes. her appearance, yeah. and I don't want to just I, I hear some backpedaling. Uh-oh. Yeah, Ed doesn't uh, like this. Uh-huh. I hear some backpedaling. Hey, we're not Not backpedaling, but I just feel yeah. like... I feel like it was should have been more. It was my responsibility to make more of the fact that the reason that she right. got the plastic surgery, which is a bigger comment oh, of society yes. in, in general, we definitely we definitely we, covered that. Okay. Absolutely, we, we covered we def- it. We spoke I, about that. Okay. And one of us was, I was on feeling board guilty. Was just saying, hey, I'm I'm cool with Renee Zellweger. I'm cool yeah, with her too. I never had a problem with her. She got a little <laughs> skinny there for she, a while. Her, those eyelids I, might have gotten very heavy. I I like the people that need to be shamed are the people that think. You, you you can't be a hot forty five year old woman. That's true. Yeah, we and we discussed That's so that. True. That's it, it, yeah. it's okay. it's the new sweet spot for women. Women in their forties are super hot right. and sexy. Absolutely. And I, for a while, Renee Zellweger got a little too skinny. That's I, true. I prefer. Should yo yo wait? I prefer Zoftig, Renee Zellweger. Mm-hmm. A little a little more meat on her bones. Okay, Kate. Tell me what is happening in the world of pop culture. Tell us, tell Ed and I what we need to know, what's happening in Fancy Pop. Okay, not many people um, may or may not have heard this story, so I'm just going to blow it up right now. Twilight star Ashley Green. Her apartment in West Hollywood burned down last year, um, sadly taking the life of her dog, as well as damaging apartments near her unit. But the news is, (laughs) in a deposition obtained by none other than TMZ, Green's building manager says a glass crack pipe was found during the cleanup. He Whoa. also mm-hmm. <laughs> he also states that Green, her brother, and then boyfriend Ryan Philippi all appeared "quote unquote" disoriented when they were fleeing the apartment fire. Yeah. Well, hang, hang on. Mm-hmm. I think anyone who's who's fleeing a fire could probably be disoriented. Well, especially if True. they just smoked a few rocks or of crack. If they just hit the crack pipe. Yeah, they just they just did half an eight ball of crack and they're feeling a little disoriented. I mean they they couldn't even get the dog out. Speculating yeah, is my favorite thing, so uh, I don't. I have no idea who this broad is. I don't know one thing yeah, about her. I know. I I, I obviously you know yeah, who she is. Had, had, hetero. Yeah. I have no idea. Who she is, but I, I've never seen the Twilight movies. But I do know when I hear Twilight, I hear the chick who never smiles. I can't even think of her name this right now. This isn't her, Kristen Stewart. And, and right, I know it's not her. And then the two guys, uh, Pattinson and oh, the goodness. the other dude, Taylor Momsen. Yeah, I've never even heard of Ashley Momsen. Green. Is what? she like a? Is she just like a peripheral she, player? Or no, is she, like she a was real one of the person? main characters. She was one of the main vampire characters. You should Google her ad because she's. Pretty banging, and Philippi usually gets some good talent. Yeah, he so. doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't mess around. Um, so yeah, crack pipe in her apartment. Um, this doesn't this is weird. This I mean, doesn't. Why would you have a crack pipe in your apartment right. unless you'd been smoking crack? And I feel like if someone's going to accuse you of having a crack pipe, they know what a crack pipe looks like, and they have the crack pipe. Yeah. They've seen, they're, they recognize, they the, could tell the difference between a crack pipe and a weed pipe. That building manager is suing um, Ashley, apparently, for 
don't know, um, Damages. damage to his lungs. Yes. Yeah. And I have a He's feeling that his. he has a hold of that crack pipe and yeah. will be using it for leverage. This, like, as I said at the opening of the show, celebrity crack pipe news is my all-time favorite kind it of news. Really Probably the best. best kind of, it's the best kind of celebrity news. It really sure. is. It, but this, how the, did they recover a crack pipe from a fire? Uh, I don't know. That's right? that's up wouldn't to the that, building wouldn't manager. Wouldn't that melt? It could. I, I don't know. He apparently well, saw it before it I melted. I feel like you know, in a fire, not everything he gets burned sometimes because the fire gets put out before it, you know, takes everything. I feel he, he decided to save the crack pipe and leave the dog. Hey, the dog was already evidence. dead. Well, there might have been crack in the crack pipe. Or maybe the to dog save. was I guess later crack. they were um, <clears throat> going through her apartment to try and salvage some stuff. And apparently, they crack pipe. apparently, uh, this doesn't, this doesn't, this isn't still not my all time favorite celebrity crack pipe story. That would go to that time that, that, um, Dr. McSteamy and, and, <laughs> and the Noxzema chick, Rebecca oh, Gayhart. I'm a huge fan of the Noxzema. They, they videotaped <laughs> oh. themselves like oh, that was great. smoking crack and having a threesome with some, jacuzzi. with some I, like Miss USA chick. Yeah. yeah. I prefer, I prefer calling the Noxzema chick, Tony Collette from 90210. Is that what she was called? Well, her name was Tony. Tony. Tony Collette is the Australian yeah, actress Australian. from The Sixth Sense. Oh, but no, no. Maybe it's, um, it's Tony something. Maybe it's a, not, not Tony Collette. Tony something. Close but, enough. But yeah. Nine she had a mob dad. She yeah. was murdered. Oh. Rest in peace. I'm wow. ho- hoping Ashley Green, um, her camp will release a statement about that. I ho- I'm hoping Ashley Green invites... <laughs> Fancy sauce of myself over to a party this weekend. Yeah, I'm looking at her pictures. I I kind of want I want more of her career. Yeah, let's let's go hang out in West Hollywood till we meet this broad. And see what she's all about. Uh, okay, Kate, excellent story. I don't. There's no going up from that. That is right. the top not, level of was, story you could my, do. I, I hit hit the high note. Yeah, early. That's, that's as good as it can get. Get uh, just but Ashley. By the way, start Ashley winding Green, down then. Yeah, Ed, Ashley hold on. Green. Ed, go ahead. Ashley Green was born in Jacksonville, so like a lot of our questions have been answered. Right well, she now. was unlike instead of a silver spoon, she was born with a crack pipe in her mouth. <laughs> yeah. More than likely, Jacksonville. With, <laughs> Jacksonville. Uh, okay, Kate. The other kind of silver spoon. Right. Next story, Kate. Um, the Taylor Swift and Katy Perry beef continues. Uh, Tay Tay. Um, Ed, you'll be excited about this because I know you love yeah. Katy Perry. Um, Katy oh. Perry and her boobs will be performing at the Super Bowl halftime show. And apparently, Katy's mortal enemy, Taylor Swift, is going to destroy it. According to my sources, aka the internet, Swift has issued an ultimatum to concert tour director and production designer Baz Halpin, who's been employed by both Swift and Perry in the past. Halpin absolutely cannot produce Perry's halftime show or else. Taylor's flat out said she will not hire him ever again for any performance or tour if he goes ahead with his decision. Taylor, so he's saying, she's saying, you choose Katie or me. Taylor Swift is a huge cunt. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Ed, your I mean, it seems like, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, we don't obviously don't know yeah. her personally. Bo- but- the, I mean, I'll be honest. Both of these chicks are pretty useless to me, but I feel yeah. like like Katy Perry's super useless, but she doesn't seem Here's mean thing. or catty. Here's she seems like she'd be if, nice. If there's enough stories over and over yes. again of you being yes. cunty, there's there's a kernel of truth somewhere. Where, where that's that's the where smoke there's fire. Where there's smoke there's fire. Ed, Ed, your I'm thoughts? Saying, yeah. uh, the, first of all, these two hacks getting into a feud is... Is like me watching Duke versus UNC. I just I just yes. pray for injuries when these two face off. As I like but, to say, that's that's where you pray for the tomahawk missile. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't I don't like either sides in this debate, but agreed. Uh, Taylor Swift is terrible because at least Katy Perry has uh, you know is not doing cunty things in this in this debate, but. Why would this guy listen to that demand? If he's producing the Super Bowl halftime show, right. then he's he's got some but, serious but clout. Taylor, like, why Taylor does he Swift need... is the biggest pop star in the world, and she'll be doing bigger than t- lots of tours. I, mm-hmm. Look, yeah. as as somebody who's not obviously not in tune with who's top, I would think I hear both of their names pretty. They're yeah. both equally. huge. So Katie I'm saying, Perry's if you're siding with Katy Perry, like I don't. Is it that big of a deal? Any, you anyone that Taylor performs Swift? at the Super Bowl halftime is a huge star. Yeah, for sure. Right. So I'm just saying, like, why? Why? Like, he's going they're e- to they're equally big. Yeah. Right. So, so I'd say Tay Tay's the best. I would too. And but here's the thing. Here's the thing. And this is this is the world we live in. They're both fucking disposable. Neither of them is going to be here ten years from now. They're all they're going to be begging to fucking be judges on The Voice. Katy Perry won't, but Taylor Swift could. I don't think so. No, no, do never listen to an ultimatum. Though. Agreed. I agree. Yeah, I, I support Baz here. Me too. Yeah, Baz that's like and negotiating Katie Perry. with terrorists. And Katie, just don't do it. Katy Perry, who sucks and is useless and has the worst Ooh. style and is so cheesy, um, I do I like support her because yeah. she did a song with my main man Jody High Roller Riff Raff. Oh yeah, he's like that was my dope. hero. Is is Baz a real name or is he a foreign guy or like what is that a I had actual this, name? I don't know. I had this discussion with I Kate said to Brian, earlier. I was like, why are they all called Baz? Is Baz Lerman, Baz Halpin. I assume he he's an what Australian guy, is? and I I assume that Baz is short for Basil. Brian thinks that people in Australia are all called Basil. There are people in Australia. Or Graham. There are people in Australia. With I've I, never I would say, heard of the name Basil for anyone. I've, but and, I would say I've heard maybe three quarters of the Australians I've known uh, are named Graham. Yeah, see? Exactly. Graham Lloyd, the uh, pitcher for the Yankees. Right. Australian. The 6'10 guy, that lanky guy. Yeah. Anyway, I saw I don't him know. at a bar. So I don't know if this beef is even, there, there's even any truth to it, but I hope there is. Uh, me, me too. Okay, Kate. Next story. Okay. You know, lately, molestation has been in the news a lot of late with um, Stephen Collins, the seventh heaven star, which we didn't weigh in on because, quite frankly, it was just too sad. Yes. Can, um, we, call, we, can we call him the villain of Brewster's Millions? Because that's, yes. that's, that's what resonates with me, as he, you know. He's a huge villain now because now that it's come out that he's a pederast... That show was in syndication on a lot of different networks, and it's immediately been pulled from all of them. So all of, them? All of those people that oh. were getting residuals are no longer oh, getting residuals because this guy's a pederast. Such a bummer. And now with Honey Boo Boo's mom's boyfriend who allegedly molested her own daughter. Honey yes. Boo Boo? Yes. Honey Boo Boo's mom, Mama June, but was dating I, a ne- guy who had molested her daughter and she honey, knew about it. I thought Honey But Boo is Boo the daughter the you're mom. talking about he molested Honey Boo Boo or is this somebody else? Here comes Honey Boo Boo is Alan, the little girl Alana's nickname. It is. I don't, yeah. I don't, She's called Alana? Alana. But I'm saying is Here she, comes is honey she Boo the, Boo is the, the one who was molested? Did he molest? No, it was another daughter. She's got some more no. kids. It was a daughter called okay. Anna, I think. Anyway, what a shock. Hillbillies have a lot of kids. Shocking. Well, that show's been canceled now as well. All right, so that's, yeah. Well, that that I support. So we've talked yeah, about mega sure. creeper raper Bill Cosby before on the show, right? And, but now one of his victims has detailed more about the abuse she suffered as um, 
you know, starting at 17. In an interview with the Daily Mail online, she said Cosby began manipulating her when she was only 17 years old, a young model in Denver, Colorado. Um, she said Cosby would fly her to meet him at stand-up gigs across the country um, and would convince her to treat him like he was her father. Also, getting her to act drunk Super when she wasn't, creepy. and then he'd touch her up. Super so he creepy. was really into girls that he had either drugged yes. or making them pretend like they were. I would like you to strike <laughs> drunk. <laughs> you should laugh. While I feel your titties. Yo, look at these titties. <laughs> I like how he invites Theo Lism to check out the scab <laughs> on the schism flat. <laughs> we really shouldn't laugh. So good. That's awful. But we, this has been known about Bill Cosby well, forever. Well, there was some gross one, things that she detailed, which I won't. But he's there was Hollywood a, royalty. Yeah. And much like Michael Jackson, who was good at dancing, he you was, can't say the funny. truth about these people. No. And another time she claimed he invited her to his apartment in New York for dinner. And she only drank one glass of wine, but she said she later woke up throwing up all over the toilet bowl in a man's shirt and her underwear with Cosby holding her oh, hair back. that's so uh, freaky. So creepy. Yeah. So I'm really, like, I was off him, yes. but I'm really off him. And, and once again, somebody that held himself up as the moral leader. But those people always do. Right. And it, it's it's really beautiful what Hannibal Burris did. Yes. yes. Because, because I, I mean, I love... Like everybody, I mean, I love Chris Rock, but Chris Rock talks about Cosby like he's he's the god of comedy, and it's nice that like yeah. a a big time comic just shit on him. Recently. I agree. Agreed. Also agree. Uh, Kate, next story. Next story. Well, this is just some celebrity coupling and uncoupling news. Some updates. So Juan Pablo of <clears throat> The Bachelor and his girlfriend and winner of her season of The Bachelor, Nikki, seem to have broken up. If their social media activity is any indication. I, I, I love this. As is what, their were you watching of, a show? Yeah, as is their show? season of couple therapy, oh. which Brian and I have been following. Is closely. that still on? Um, that show is horrible. Yeah, I think there's more oh, more episodes. God. Things are not going well for them on the show. The only the only likable one is Jersey's own Tretch. <laughs> of course, Tretch. yeah, OPP Tretch is awesome. Um, I do like that. I think I read something where she unfollowed him Here's on Instagram <laughs> on Sunday. Nikki unfollowed Juan Pablo. This is, this is how you break up on both, in modern times on both Instagram and Twitter. Then posted a harsh quote on her Instagram page, which was obviously aimed at him. Um, and then Juan Pablo keeps following and unfollowing her, having stopped following her at least twice on Sunday, only to start following her again on Monday. Yeah, that's awesome. And then stopping later that Nikki, day. Nikki, I do not know how to unfollow. <laughs> Still doing my French guy. Right. Um, so, it's so, okay. It's so, okay. I unfollow you. <laughs> it's okay. In my country, I unfollow you. In Venezuela. <laughs> Um, Chris Martin, 37-year-old, um, and Jennifer Law. He's 37. Uh, Jay Law, uh, who's 24, uh, have split up. No news as what um, as to what went wrong, but maybe Gwyneth Paltrow was behind it. Just dude, kidding. I'm sure she was thrilled for them. I, 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 I embarrassingly, I know I'm not proud of this, but I did see those pictures of Jennifer Lawrence on the internet, and I felt very guilty about it. But I can tell you right now, she's too much woman for him. Yeah, he well, can't handle that. I agree. She's I too will, sexy. Uh, yeah, 
I, I, I understand you your know what point. To do with her. Nope. You're pointing out the age difference uh, in them, and I get that it it's you would have really little to talk about when it's 37 versus 24. But I can't blame the guy, and I I I, I hate Coldplay. I can't blame the guy for taking a shot at Jennifer Lawrence. Oh, oh no. concur, concur, Why not? absolutely. You take a yeah. run at that. You if, take, he, you, if, if you can take a shot at that, you fucking do it. He's taking a shot. Well, now, next time I see him on the Grammys, is he going to have an extra piece of tape on, or rubber band extra on his rubber fingers band. or wrist? Yeah, extra okay, wrist good. band. Maybe some writing. He'll write with a Sharpie something, like a heart or something somewhere because yeah. he does that. Yeah. Great. I like that. Okay. Uh, what else, Kate? Um, last but not least, and, and this makes me happy, John Cougar Mellicamp. Because that's his name. Yes. And Meg Ryan are giving it another go, guys. Oh, thank uh, God. I'm so happy for yes. them. Yes. They're both the same height, and They're they both have couple. matching plastic surgery. Uh, <laughs> she looks... I guess most plastic surgery people look like uh, Nicholson and Batman. Like, look yeah. kind of like the Joker. She... She went from being really cute to being frightening. America's Sweetheart. She was the original Renee Zellweger where she got cut up and her face looked completely different overnight. Right. Yeah, and, she, and she was a babe. I mean, Joe versus the volcano. Who could forget? Of course. What a honey. Also, she showed us one titty in the doors. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, bathtub? Um, I think she was just no, laying that's- in bed. Yeah, laying in bed. I'm yeah. thinking of uh, Goldie Hawn and Wildcats showed us one too. Oh yeah, in oh, yeah. the bathtub. Yeah, who could forget? Uh, okay, Kate, what else? That's my that's my news. Oh, outstanding! That is some great great news, Kate. You really brought the heat today. Thank yeah. you very much. Yeah, yeah. No problem. Absolutely. Anytime. Outstanding. Feel, feel well rounded today. Ed, I feel like you, I got it all. You as well. Well, we've determined we are the sports show of record. We are the pop culture show of record. We are the religion show of record. Yep. Anything else? We are the Tumblr. I mean, not Tumblr. Uh, the Craigslist. Oh, the, the Craigslist threesome guy show of record. <laughs> uh, like, I don't know why you're listening to anything else on the internet. Um, you should be listening to this first. Uh, we appreciate everyone joining us every single week. We work hard, and I feel like this show just gets better every week. Mostly of us. because of my co-host, Ed Daly, and my pop culture correspondent, <laughs> Bachelor correspondent, Kate Fancy Sauce. Uh, guys, you guys want to do this again next week? Absolutely. I'll check my schedule. Okay, look into it. We'll, we'll do it the same time <laughs> next week. Uh, until then. You, we'll, you should sign off as the olfactory uh, what, <laughs> artist. Is that it? And, until then. Until next week. For Ed Daly. For Fancy Sauce. I'm your host, olfactory artist, yes. Brian Beckner. This has been the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. From theballerlifestyle.com. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Hello, Discover here to explain our cash back match. Here's how it works. We give you cash back for using your Discover card on the things you were going to buy anyway. Then we match that cash back in your first year. And that's why we call it Cashback Match. Now to recap and say cash back one more time. 
We match all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year automatically. Discover. Exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. Every year, compliance regulations change thousands of times. And every year, ADP makes thousands of seamless platform updates so businesses can focus on everything else, like running their business. Grow stronger with ADP. HR, talent, time, and payroll.